was great celebration of worship, wasn't it? Thank you, worship team. Woohoo! You know, they're here every week, so not just Easter. <laughs> well, happy Easter, everyone. My, my name is Charles. I'm the lead pastor here. It is great to see you here to celebrate Easter together in person. Yeah. Woo! It just feels like forever. It's been a long time since we were able to be in person. It's just all been Zoom, Zoom, Zoom world. Anybody else kind of tired of Zoom world? <laughs> everything on zoom it's great to be in person because you can when you can see each other in the eye when we can shake hands when you can say hi to each other it's just there's something else it, it is something much more powerful this human connection that's that's what this is about you know so thank you for coming out today on this beautiful spring day a little chilly but it's great it feels good to celebrate Easter. We celebrate because Easter is a triumph of, of life over death. And we want life. We don't want death. We want life over death. It's a, it's a celebration of connection. Being able to connect to other people. Not just be in our own room, in our own heads with our own thoughts, but being able to see others and connect in genuine way, connection over alienation, of embrace over rejection, of unconditional love over tribal divisions and hatreds and uh, rejections of the other, of different, of different color, of different... Uh, orientations of different thoughts. We are all one in Christ, the Bible says. And I love it that in our church, I, when I look around, there is like all kinds of different colors here. There's white, black, brown, you know, purple, whatever. Right? It's great that there is this ability to come together in celebrating life resurrection over death. You know, Jesus said this about his purpose in coming. He said, I have come that you may have life in all its fullness. That's how he put it. The purpose and the meaning of Christ's coming is life in all its fullness. How does that sound to you? Does that sound good to you? All its fullness? Because we, we like life, but all its fullness, I don't think any of us really <laughs> experiencing all that, even in this great city of ours, right? We could use more life. That's the good fruit God is trying to help us experience. We've been talking about this for the last six weeks. 
how God is the vine and we are the branches. That's been the main image of our focus. How God is still working with us in partnership in ongoing act of creation to produce good fruit of life in all its fullness. Like in the creation account in the Bible in Genesis 1, God said, let the earth produce fruit. God didn't just go and make fruit by snapping fingers like Thanos or something. Right? Didn't just make it out of, any, out of nowhere. God said, let earth produce fruit. That opened up the possibility of earth to produce fruit, but the earth had to step up and produce it. It wasn't all up to God. God, God invited earth to produce fruit. Do you see that? And it was the earth that produced fruit which is a fascinating thought. Uh, it could explain evolution, for example, which is a big topic. We'll, we'll get to that another time. <laughs> but like that, Jesus makes it very clear we are the branches, God is the vine, and it's up to us to produce fruit or not. We can choose good fruits. We can choose life, love, joy, or we can choose against that and wither away. It's up to you and me to shape the future of what kind of fruit is going to come in our life. You see that? God is still speaking today. Let Charles produce fruit. Let Mike produce good fruit. Let Kevin, Amelia, all of you produce good fruit. Amen. God is speaking that blessing over your life today. And possibilities open up. And it's up to you and me to step in and experience that life in all its fullness that God wants for us. That's the message of Easter, invitation from God. So then, what does good fruit look like? in our life. How do we know we are heading in the right direction? The Bible teaches us the fruit of God's Spirit is unconditional love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's good fruit. That's life. Doesn't that sound good? Like joy. Who could use more joy today? Anyone have enough joy? You could say, no, I had enough. It's, in, you know, no, no more joy. I don't want to, it's too much. Anyone? You know, to wake up in the morning and say, oh, I can't wait to, you know, experience what today has for me. Any, anyone wake up and like, you know, when we were children, it was more like that, right? You, you bounce off the bed. I remember we, Caroline, my wife, and I, we have three kids. They are grown up now, but when they were, when they were little kids, oh, like 5.30 a.m., they're bouncing off the wall. They're in our room. They're like, wake up, wake up. Hey, you know, it's like today. The morning has come. Come on. And we're like, oh, 
God. <laughs> Anyone relate? Yes. yes? Yeah, I see some hands. I see some little kids raising their hands. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, we are really frustrated. Yeah. How come you guys don't wake up? It's life. It's day. Come on, guys. What's wrong with you? Well, age. That's what's wrong with us. As we get older, man, it gets harder and harder, doesn't it? Like, oh, I don't want to wake up. I don't want to face that smelly subway. I don't want to face that annoying boss. Ah, right? Joy. We could use more joy. Peace. No more worries. No anxieties. No more scars in your heart that keeps you up at night. The wounds and agitations, wouldn't that be great? No more voice in our heads that just constantly tells you you're not enough. You're not good enough. You don't have enough. How will you face the future? Oh, those voices. Wouldn't it be great to get away from all that, right? You see, good fruit is not easy. There is spiritual dynamic, life dynamic that acts like gravity, that acts like river flowing just one way. So left to ourselves, we tend to just drift towards fear and shame we, we sang about, the, the anxieties, the worries. So what we end up seeing is what's wrong with our lives, what's wrong with us, what's wrong with people around us, what's wrong with this city, what's wrong with this world. When you look out into the world, doesn't it look scary? And that can really just preoccupy us. This is why it's worth investing in spiritual life. It's, this is why it's worth investing in faith to connect with the vine, God, so we can bear good fruit and taste good fruit and have a life that is more filled with things like joy and peace that we could all use more of. That's why we celebrate Easter. Because there's just, it's just too easy. Now, these voices, whether it's from our parents from long ago or from social media, it's constantly telling you, you're not as good as you can be. You are not as good as people you see around you. You are not as good as the post on the social media. You know, people only post the good stuff, right? And you look at that and you think, I'm not as good as that. I don't have as much as that. I need more. I fall short. And these voices end up robbing us of life. And Jesus came and died on the cross to tell you, you are enough. You are accepted. 
you are beloved of God. And that's worth believing in. When you root your life and your sense of worth and identity in the faith, it opens up possibilities. It opens up better future for you. That's why faith is worth going for. This is the aim of this church, to anchor your mind and to remind you in this faith that no matter who you are, because there are so many ways you can think about and see the flaws in you and different ways that God judges you or the world judges you that can make you feel down and cast out. But no matter who you are, what color skin you have, what class you belong to, what education you have, how successful you've been, how wealthy you are or not wealthy you are, what genetics have you, how pretty you are, not very pretty, or whatever is going on, disabled or not, did you know that people of faith used to believe that if you are disabled, that's proof that God has cast you out. So they didn't let you come to church because you were not accepted by God if you were disabled. People believe that genetics determined whether God accepts you and calls you beloved or not. Do you believe that? No. God doesn't do that. But the world does. Genetics. Still. And church too. In subtle ways. Because church too is made up of people who belong to this world and shaped by worldly thinking. Genetics like your sexual orientation or the color of your skin. 11 o'clock on Sunday morning is said to be the most segregated hour in America. That's why I love it that in our church there doesn't seem to be that kind of segregation. That's why it's worth it. Even though it's more comfortable for you to go to a church or any club that only consists of people that look like you, think like you. No, it's worth it to come to a place like this where you get to meet people who are different from you, who think different from you. Because Christ, in Christ, there is no difference. We are all one in Christ. The Bible says to us, for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates God's unconditional love for us in this. While we were still unbelieving sinners, Christ died for us. You see, this is like the one condition we might think that God judges us for, right? Good people, bad people, believer or not. But the Bible says not even that. Whether you are believer or not believer, whether you are a criminal sinner 
or a good person, it doesn't matter. Christ died for you all, even before you repented or did anything. God's love is not conditional upon anything. Can we believe this? This is confession of, of our faith. And from there, everything else proceeds. Of course, it's good to be good. Of course, being a criminal is not good because that hurts people. <laughs> That's not love. Right? But that's at the practical level. That's at the behavioral level. That's not at the level of who you are in the eyes of God. God calls you beloved no matter what. And from there, good fruit can come. Amen? Amen. That's why we celebrate Easter. All the divisions must disappear in faith. Saint Irenaeus is an old saint, and he said, A human being fully alive is the glory of God. Can you picture yourself come fully alive? Full life? What would that look like? What would that look like? Envision. Have a vision of full life for yourself. Pray for it. Go for it. God will answer that prayer. Amen? Amen. Let's celebrate Easter.